MoneyWeb will be presenting a two-hour workshop at the LeaderX event in Santon next Thursday. The subject is the role of a financial planner when working with entrepreneurs. Head of Corporate Services at Gradage Mahura Investments, Kahisho Mahura, joins us to unpack this relationship. Kahisho, take us through the role of a financial planner when working with an entrepreneur. We often find that the financial planner becomes more than just an advisor from a financial perspective as far as um, dealing with entrepreneurs is concerned um, because there's a lot of aspects that are involved when, when, when somebody leaves formal employment to go, start, to go start a new business. So our role is really to try and advise somebody around the financial aspects of that person's individual life because often they're moving from formal employment. What, what does it mean as far as their own personal financial management is concerned? We've got to advise the person around the finances of the business itself. And then often we find that we need to then advise the person around even personal matters regarding marital regimes and stuff like that. Because often people leave work, they're married in community of property, they go out to go start a new business, they go uh, go out and raise capital and obviously have a completely new risk profile to what they had before. And unbeknownst to them, they're putting the entire family's um, financial worth out risk because they're all married in community or property now. Something goes wrong with the business. They've put their, their, their joint assets as, as collateral for, for, for the business. And then suddenly the one partner goes down, but the entire family goes down mm. with him. So we've actually, we've got to take a lot of time discussing what is your personal circumstances from a marriage regime perspective? What kind of benefits did you have at work? Because a lot of people don't always remember that they've got group life covered work, they've got disability covered work, they've got all sorts of benefits which they're forgoing now that they're going to start their own business. Mm. How do we replace those benefits? What is the importance of doing that? In fact, those benefits become even more important now because suddenly you're out on your own, you don't have the cushion of the of, of the big business that you're working for before. You're moving into a highly stressful environment where often now you start becoming quite sick because you're, you're quite stressful. When you don't have the risk benefits, it becomes a bit of a problem, especially if you've got a young, if you've got a young family. Mm. But you also lose out on the pension benefits that you may have had before um, because a lot of people try to think of their businesses as their retirement plan now. Um, and they often take their own retirement benefits that they had before, pump those into the business, and then suddenly two, three, four years down the line, the business hasn't done well. They not only have lost their retirement benefits, now they've lost all the wealth they could have created working in, in the previous environment. So it actually becomes a fairly complex complex discussion that you one needs to have with somebody that, that jumps ship. And then the third element on a personal wealth side is a lot of people are ill-prepared when they're going to move um, they, for, for two reasons. One, because they, they often leave because they're upset with their boss and they think, well, actually, I'm sick and tired of reporting to so-and-so. Let me go do my own, let me go do my own thing. And then secondly, they, a lot of people walk away thinking that they've got, they're onto a good thing. This is a sure thing. They're going out and they're going to make money from, from day one. You know, I've spoken to some of the clients, as they often say, and when I move, these clients are going to move with me. (laughs) 
lo and behold, suddenly you're on your own, you don't have an office, you don't have anything, and you really expect an established client to move across with you when you don't have infrastructure, leaving behind an established business. And that's where a lot of the rude awakening happens mm. with, with a lot of entrepreneurs. Suddenly they don't have income coming, they don't have benefits, they don't have retirement benefits. They're actually very exposed um, as an individual. While they would have had a great idea, they just didn't prepare enough. They didn't spend enough time putting the basics in place, making sure that they've got the space they need, and making sure that they've got the working capital in the bank account to run the actual business, making sure they've recruited the right people to work in that business from day one, making sure they've got signed contracts mm-hmm. with, with clients before um, before they move, at least some letters of expression of interest of doing business with them. Uh, so a lot of people are grossly underprepared when they move from formal employment to go start um, to go start a new business and that often um, affects their personal wealth significantly because they were simply um, ill-prepared. Having said that, Gahisho, what necessitates <coughs> the need to emphasize a relationship between the entrepreneur and a financial planner given that you say that most people are unprepared? Look, um, the, the need to have that relationship actually stems from 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 a planning. I think the 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 the, um, the the emphasis should be on the planning side. What we can do with the entrepreneurs help them to plan, and not to do things irrationally, not to do things emotionally, not to do things because um, they they heard something somewhere and they think they're onto onto a good thing. Like many things in life, personal financial wealth is created by actually planning properly. You can destroy a lot of wealth simply because you didn't ask enough questions before you left. Mm. I'll give you a classical example. A lot of people will sit in what they call a defined benefit fund from a retirement perspective. They have got no idea what a defined benefit fund is versus a defined contribution fund. So they, 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 they got their statement. Somebody said to them they've got 2 million rand in their fund but it's defined benefit funds. So they're thinking if they resign, they're going to fill in a form and they're going to get 2 million rand in their bank account and that's what they're going to use to start their business. They don't know that they're sitting in a defined benefit fund and therefore the the resignation benefit is not necessarily equal to actuarial value. Therefore, if you take your cash, you're going to pay a whole bunch of of, of tax and reduce benefits. They end up firstly with with, with a million rand when they thought they had 2 million Mm -hmm. rand, simply because they didn't ask. They didn't sit with somebody to say, this is what I want to do, this is how I'm going to fund my business, and this is how I'm going to do, um, I'm going to raise extra cash. Our job is to say, wait a minute, you don't have two million rand. Did you know that? Okay. Um, And then if you fund this into the business, let's look at your cash flows. Are you going to be able to generate enough cash so that you can replace what you've put into the business? Thirdly, how's the business going to pay you back? They often don't think about that because they put everything into this business. They create all of this value, but they never really retrieve that value uh, from the business. So, so the the relationship between the advisor and the and the entrepreneur is critical mm-hmm. in helping them prepare before they make the decision. Now, in your experience, do you find that this culture is growing in South Africa? That uh, some who go into business realize that this is quite a critical relationship to have? Look, it's, um, it is nowhere near where it needs to be, but it is most definitely growing because um, more and more people are seeing the value, not just being as, as entrepreneurs, but just as individuals, of having somebody advise them around finances, um, uh, personal finances and, and business finances. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the trend is growing, but it is nowhere near um, where it needs to be. Or 
and when it is there, the level of knowledge and expertise that the people are soliciting are not at the level where they should be. Because sometimes they talk to the wrong people. Okay, they talk to maybe a fellow entrepreneur who may 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 not necessarily have all the skills needed to advise them around what is what is necessary and what is important for them. So the trend is growing, but it is not growing near nearly as quickly as it should be. Is affordability an impediment in this type of relationship? Actually not, not just because I'm, I'm one of those people, but uh, it depends. You know, you need to go, uh, like, like many things in life, there's price and then there's value. Uh, you know, there's what you pay and then there's what you get for what you pay. Um, and, and anybody, you can go to a financial planner who's going to tell you a little bit about the risk benefits that you have, but it's got absolutely no idea about looking at your cash flows and whether those cash flows are going to help you uh, put put the money where it needs to be. You can go to a planner who's not going to be able to advise you regarding how to structure your business, whether you should be doing it in your own name, whether you should be putting it into a trust, because it's a growth asset and that's where you should be growing it to protect yourself from, from creditors and stuff like that. So it really depends on what you're looking for. And the value of what you get will really differ from person to person. So if somebody's leaving a fairly senior executive job, they're going to start a fairly complex business, they will really need a lot more comprehensive advice than somebody who's, I don't know, who's a, who's a senior manager somewhere else, and they're going to start a business selling tires down the road. Mm-hmm. Maybe that business is not as complex as somebody who's setting up a private equity fund or something a little bit more complex, more complex like that. But I definitely don't think that... Um, affordability is, is, is an impediment. In fact, I would say the less advice you get and the less you pay, you often end up with pay peanuts and get monkeys. On the back of that answer, what are some of the biggest mistakes you've encountered where financial planning was lacking? The biggest one, um, I think I've already touched on it. People simply don't have, they don't strengthen their balance sheets enough before they jump ship they are over optimistic about how well their business is actually going to is going to do so what they then do is they they think two or three months worth of salary is going to be enough and then by the third month their business is going to be is going to be up and running and and that they 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 they, they get very disappointed and when that happens it starts creating strife in the family it starts creating a lot of stress in their in their own personal lives and therefore bad goes uh, things go from bad from bad to worse that's the biggest one the second one is them not taking care of their risk management side so the insurance side of their lives okay like i said earlier on they they were sitting in a large corporation they had group benefits that were there they have forgone those benefits. They didn't even convert those benefits. And often they don't know that they can. So you're sitting with 4 million rands worth of life cover in your company. When you leave, you're often allowed to take this insurance with you so that it continues to be there. So you're moving with somebody who is now moving into a lot more stressful environment where they really now need the, the, the insurances that they would have left at the business, but they didn't carry those investments, uh, um, those, those insurances along with them. They start getting sick, they start getting stressful, and then when those benefits are supposed to be kicking in, those benefits are actually not there. So the problem just compounds, just compounds. They're losing money on the business side, they're not feeling great, and when they want to pull in those benefits, those benefits are actually not around. So it can become absolutely catastrophic, particularly for for people that have got young families, for people who are the main breadwinners in the family. If they're ill-prepared going into entrepreneurship, it could be absolutely catastrophic. 
Lastly, what's the biggest advice you may have in your contribution at the LeaderX event presented by MoneyWeb next Thursday? What can people look forward to? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think next week will be uh, a must, a must-see and a must-attend event for anybody who's thinking about starting their own business. Really, from two perspectives, we at Greenwich Marine Investments are almost a classical case of ourselves, of people who were entrepreneurs. We were sitting as, as executives in large corporations. Then we left to go start our own business. So we're going to be able to give them a lot of our own personal experience about what we had to go through, how difficult it was to raise capital, because that's the other thing. People think they're going to walk away, they're going to walk to the IDC, they're going to walk to the NEF, and they're going to get 3 million rands, and off they go to start their business. It is not as simple as that. They think they're going to walk to a bank, the bank is going to look at them and give them their money, and yet they don't even have a business plan. So next week is going to be critical for people who are really sitting and seriously thinking about championship and starting a new business i think the advice that they will get the experience that we will share with them from what we've been through will be incredibly valuable to them what we will also do next week we've got one of our clients whom we've been with for the last five six years she herself is an entrepreneur she started her own physiotherapy business so we'll be taking them through kind of the steps that we've been through with her to help her um get to the point where she is now. Um, for instance, she's been doing a lot of her business in her own name. Um, she's been running the whole business with uh, just one bank account. So she and the business were exactly just one. Um, getting her to a point where she can set up um, family trusts, where she can now move from being a sole proprietor to setting up a company and what the difference between those two are and how you manage those two lives separately from one another. I think a lot of people will hear a lot of stuff that they've never really thought about. Mm -hmm. And that is often our biggest challenge in our industry is that we need to tell people about things that they don't even know that they don't know. So they, they don't know what it is they're going to hear until they're actually there. So I will say to anybody who's studying, thinking about starting a business in the next year or two or whatever the, um, the time frame is, come next week, come and listen to the, the blind spots that people don't, don't know about. Come and listen to the advice. Come and listen to um, what are the basics that you need to put in place before, before you jump ship. And don't be emotional about it. That was Head of Corporate Services at Gradage Mahura Investments, Kahisho Mahura, talking about the role of a financial planner when working with an entrepreneur, a topic that will be discussed at a two-hour LeaderX workshop presented by MoneyWeb in Santon next week, Thursday.